let's go to Proverbs. Let's go to Proverbs the. Let's go to Proverbs the ninth chapter, and um, verse number ten. Proverbs the ninth chapter, verse number ten. Proverbs nine and verse number ten. All right. All right, you will find written there these these words. And this is from a different translation what I have on the on the screen. It says the fear of Jehovah is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. King James says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. So I guess that's the same translation. One says Jehovah and the other one says Lord. All right. And so tonight that we're just going to deal. That's going to be our key verse. That's going to be the central verse for tonight. However, we're going to be going to several passages of scriptures Later on in the lesson, I'm going to ask you all to help find some scriptures and you all prepare to, uh, to to read some scriptures tonight. All right. And so tonight we're just going to we're going to put a title on tonight discussion. We're going to talk about the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord. <clears throat> Amen. The fear of the Lord. All right, while others are still coming in, amen, we're going to discuss the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord. I see a couple more people coming in, and so we want to make sure that when we get going... All right. All right. Let's 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 start off because I think it's very important. I want you all to know this, and it just it just simply says Proverbs is uh, in a section of the Bible known as wisdom literature. Wisdom literature. The other books in this section are Job, Psalms, Ecclesiastics. In the Song of Solomon, those are known as wisdom um, literature. Okay, and so the the focus of these books is to instruct men in the ways of the Lord and in His service and worship. And so the Book of Proverbs is a collection of teachings from Solomon to his son, showing the young man how to live his life in a manner that was pleasing to the Lord. And I would say that we all need that kind of instruction. We need instructions of how to live life that is pleasing to um, the Lord. And so if 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 there is a key verse, if there is a key verse and you're going to kind of keep seeing my green screen come on and go off. I'm trying to figure out why they're doing what it's doing. So. Pastors in here learning at the same time. So y'all just bear with me 
bear with me tonight. And so if there's a key verse that unlocks the power and purpose of this great book, it would be the verse that we have just read. And so if we are to learn wisdom and knowledge, it must begin with the fear of the Lord. And this is a subject that is not preached about much in our day, but it is still vital to the Christian's faith. Um, we need to know what the fear of the Lord is all about. And so this is a very vital line of thought in the book of Proverbs, as, as it is mentioned roughly 18 times in the book of Proverbs, 18 times it's mentioned the fear of the Lord. All right. And so in all, the phrase can be found 27 times in the Bible, 27 times. And so I believe that if so much emphasis is placed on fearing the Lord, then I believe that we need to know what it means and how we can go about doing it. And so I believe the Lord wants to teach us uh, what this matter of fearing him is all about. Okay? He, he, he wants you and me to grow in our relationship with him and in and, and our knowledge of him. And the way knowledge begins, according to the scripture, uh, is with the fear of the Lord. So that's what we're going to deal with tonight, the fear of the Lord. Okay, so we're going to tonight, uh, we're going to discuss three things in dealing with the fear of the Lord. We're going to discuss three things. First, we're going to deal with the definition of of the fear of the Lord. And then secondly, we're going to deal with the uh, dividends of the fear of the Lord. And then thirdly, we're going to deal with a decision related to the fear of the Lord. All right. We're going to, we're going to really dig into the definition of it. And then there are some dividends that come when, when we fear um, the Lord Alrighty, so that's 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 those are the three things that we're going to be discussing here tonight. Okay, so let's get right on into it. Let's get right on into it, and let's get right into it, and let's deal let's deal with uh, the definition. Let's deal with the definition of of the fear of the Lord. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So what does what does what does the phrase the fear of the Lord refer to? Well, let me start off by saying when we think of fear, we associate the word with terror. Webster Dictionary defines fear as a feeling of anxiety and agitation produced by the presence or nearness of danger evil, pain, and etc. All right, now, when you look at your slides, you'll see on the slide, I put a few things up there because realistically, right now, when we deal with fear, when we deal with pain, when we deal with anxiety, it seems as though those, while we're in the pandemic, that's what people seem to fear the most right now, Okay. Uh, between that and 
what's happening in the White House. They're almost neck and neck now. <laughs> it depends on the individual. But, but I thought this was pretty interesting, that sign that's on that mask, because it says your fear is the real pandemic. Your fear is the real pandemic. That's what the devil want us to do. He want us to fear, be filled with anxiety. But we need to know tonight that your fear is the real pandemic. And then if you can see the other uh, side where it deals with coronavirus, the, 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 the death toll, the crisis, the isolation, the protest, the quarantine and different things. If we are not careful Amen. This uh, this situation can cause us to fear. Okay, but I want you to understand this is not the type of fear that um, the author tonight, the wise man, is speaking of. And so, for for many, this this type of fear that the Western Dictionary defines, this would describe the feeling you get when you see a snake. So let's say you look down right where you are right now. You look down and you saw a big old snake. I don't think nobody here would turn their video video off uh, so that we won't see how you would react. That would create that would create a certain type of fear. Okay, some some fear when you have to go to the doctor or even to the dentist. It's a fear that comes. It's a fear that come on you that make your blood pressure go up. You know, some people just. When I go to the doctor, I don't mean to be rude to the doctor, but I just say I don't like coming to the doctor because there's a certain anxiety, okay? And so um, it's, that's the kind of fear, the natural fear, okay, going to the doctor or the dentist. Or when you find yourself in a time of extreme danger, okay, it is fear is the dread of the unknown. Don't know what's getting ready to happen. Don't know what's getting ready to take place. That That can cause you to fear. And surely this is not this is not the sensation that the writer of Proverbs is referring to. Okay. But you you'd be surprised at, at how many people uh, misinterpret what the writer is saying and think that we're supposed to be scared of God, which we're not supposed to be scared of him. And so in our modern language, in our modern language, uh, the word fear uh, in the context which it is used by Solomon, okay, has been replaced with reverence. So that's what I want us to deal with tonight, reverence, okay? It's a reverence. It's a respect. It's an awe, okay, the fear of the Lord. That word fear, reverence, great respect, awe. All right. And so what the writer of this book is saying is that we ought to have a deep reverence and respect for the Lord. Literally, we are to be awed and humbled by his presence. OK, we're going to get into that more in a few. OK, but, but note that that word fear here means reverence. And so then what then does it mean? What then does it mean to fear the Lord? Well, when we truly fear the Lord, we recognize 
that he is the creator and we are the creatures. We recognize that he is the master and we are the servants. We recognize that he is the father and we are the children. So this this attitude will manifest itself in, in our having a respect for God, his word, and in our having a desire to do what he tells us to do in his Bible. What does it mean to fear the Lord? We understand that he is the creator and sustainer of all things. When you really fear God, when you really reverence God, you understand that he's the creator, he's a sustainer, that he's in he's in control of everything. Okay? I want y'all to get this tonight. He's in control of everything. And so and so we can relate, we can relate this kind of fear to that uh, which a child has for his parents. If the right kind of fear is present, the child knows that his parents can hurt him if there is disobedience. But overriding that fear is the knowledge that disobedience hurts the parents. I don't want y'all to miss that. Overriding the fear that parent can hurt the child, okay, is the fact that disobedience hurts the parent. And the child loves and respects his parents and does not want to hurt them. All right, so 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 to put it simply, the fear of the Lord is a deep-seated reverence for God that causes men and women to want to please him at all costs. It's not that we're scared of him, <laughs> okay? But it's a respect and it's a reverence that we have for him, that we want to please him in everything that we do. We ought to want to please him in everything that we say. We ought to want to please him every place we go, all right? It's a deep-seated reverence for God that causes us to want to please him in everything that we do. You see, genuine fear of the Lord is always seen in obedience to the word of God, okay? To obedience to the word of God. People who do not walk in line with God's word do not fear the Lord, (laughs) regardless of what they profess with their lips, now, watch this. We're living in a day and a time now. People don't fear God, the reverence and the awe portion of it. And some folk don't even fear God. <laughs> okay, the other way. All right. And so when we fear the Lord, watch this. There's an element of dread at what his wrath can do. But there is also such respect for him and for his will that nothing else matters but doing that which please God. 
Someone once said, someone once said, and I thought it was a pretty good quote. Someone says that the remarkable thing about fearing God is that when you fear God, you fear nothing else. Whereas if you do not fear God, you fear everything else. (laughs) Don't miss that. When you fear God, you fear nothing else. But when you do not fear God, you fear everything else. Okay? And so and so let's just take a quick brief uh, survey here. I want you to just ponder these questions. Just ponder these questions. All right? Would you describe your life as one lived in the fear of God? You don't have to answer. I just want you to ponder it. Okay? Would you describe, okay, your life as one lived in the fear of God? The next thing I want you to ponder is, does the dread of his wrath prompt you to holiness, uh, and, and that's a good one. The, the, uh, are, do you live holy because you're scared of God? Do you do you walk upright because you 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 think He's gonna get you? Are you saved because I want you to really think? Are you saved? People say I'm saved because I don't want to go to hell. Now, I think, here's my thing. I think that at one time, because they used to preach about hell so much, you know, we don't preach about hell like they used to. But they used to preach so much about hell to tell, they were scared the hell out of us. If we had any hell in us, they scared out of us. We were scared almost to go to sleep at night when they got through talking about hell. So a lot of times we, we made a confession unto the Lord because we didn't want to go to hell. But how many of y'all know that when you, when you really have a relationship with God and you build that relationship with him, it's no longer about if I'm going to go to hell. It's about your relationship. Because don't answer this, because I already know what you guys would say if if you unmuted and answered. I already know some of y'all would get deep on me. But if you knew that there was no heaven or no hell, would you still maintain your relationship with God? That's a question to think about. Okay, I, I heard somebody say the other day. I heard somebody say the other day. Said, you know, I'd have, I would have cussed that person out if I knew I wasn't going to go to hell. Ah, I said, are you serious? I'm not. I didn't. I, I wasn't advocating that they cuss the person out. But what did come to my mind was: is, is that the only reason why you're doing what you're doing? Okay, it, it's about fearing the Lord. All right. And then the last question I want to ask you is, does respect for him and for his will propel propel you toward obedience and godliness? Does respect for him, okay, propel you? All right. When we say propel, that means thrust you, drive, push. Because I love him so much and because 
I respect him so much. It just literally pushes me. <laughs> In other words, I, I have to do it because that's, that's just me. Cause I, I want to be pleasing in his sight, in everything that I do, in everything that I say. I want to be pleasing in his sight. All right. And so, and so I believe you all would agree with me that we need to, we need to fear or the fear of the Lord in our lives. Okay. And so when you look at the definition of the word fear, when you say, now, 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 now watch this. Now, I tell you guys this all the time because you can, it can have one meaning one time in the Bible and then it can have another meaning another time in the Bible, okay? Now, when uh, you look where God told, let's say, Joshua to fear not, that's what he meant. <laughs> he meant don't be scared. Don't be full of anxiety, when you look at the scripture, like God has not given us a spirit of fear. Okay. That don't mean he hasn't given us a spirit of reverence and all. That means he has not given us literally the spirit of fear. In other words, anxiety, worry, being scared. But anytime you see fear the Lord, okay, fear the Lord. Okay? That means of just respect, reverence. Okay? Now, if you if you was gonna be scared of somebody, let's just hypothetically say, if you're gonna be scared of somebody, then it's, it, that's okay. You, you you could be scared of him because he's the only one that holds life and, and and death and heaven and hell. He's the only one that makes that decision. But he's such an awesome God and he's such a good God until he don't want us to live our lives scared of him. Okay, because once we become obedient to his word, okay, and and, and what's that song? Falling in love with. Jesus, that's an old song. Falling in love with Jesus. I mean, you know, when you fall, uh oh, when you fall in love with somebody, huh? The more you love them, the easier it is to respect them. Uh oh, I'm surprised y'all didn't shut all your videos off. I said, I said, the more you fall in love with an individual, huh? The more or the easier it is to respect them. If you don't love a person, you ain't going to respect that person. Hmm? And so the more I fall in love with Jesus, the more I fall in love with his word, the more I walk in his ways, the more I am obedient to his commands, then the more I ought to reverence him, respect him. And when I come into his presence, that's the reason why, watch this. How many of y'all know when we come in God's presence, you we're not supposed to come in God's presence with no attitude. Uh-uh, not when you respect. You'd be surprised. Some people come before God as if God owes them something. Can I tell y'all, God don't owe us nothing. I don't care how good you think you've been. Huh? God don't owe us anything. And that's why it's very important that we watch how we come into the presence of the almighty God. Fear him reverence. And when we come in his presence, we ought to come in his presence and we ought to be at awe. All right. And so the second thing I want to deal tonight with the dividends, the dividends of, of, of 
of the fear of the Lord. There, there, there are some um, bonuses <laughs> that comes along when you fear the Lord. Uh, there are some shares. <laughs> there are some shares. It's almost like an investment. Y'all, 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 come on, stick with me tonight. There's some shares that come up. There's some surpluses <laughs> that comes along when we fear the Lord. There, there's some bonuses. I, I, I'm trying to, uh, I, anybody like bonuses? I mean, I know I do. Okay. They come far and in between, but I still like them. There's some bonuses that come along when, when we fear the Lord. All right. And so according to this book, the fear of the Lord will produce certain benefits in your life and mine. All right. When we fear the Lord, we will find certain things to be true. Well, well what are the things that we're going to find to be true when we when we really fear the Lord? Well, let's 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 dig into the word of God. All right. A, it is the beginning of wisdom. It is the beginning of wisdom. And then I got a couple of scriptures for you to write down. Proverbs 1 and 7, it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. And then Proverbs 9 and 10, that was the scripture we read. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. And then Proverbs 15 and 33, huh? the fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom and before honor is humility. And, and, and so what do we get out of here? What do we get out of this? is that the fear of the Lord, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. I want you to catch this. Because this means that it is the first step toward wisdom. It's the first step towards wisdom. Okay? It means that trusting God is the foundation of wisdom. And so wisdom is built upon the fear of the Lord. So when you when you when you really look at the verse, these verses that I read, they introduce two paths that a person can follow in life. Okay? The way of the wise and the way of the fool. Okay. These two ways are contrasted throughout Proverbs. The way of the wise is defined by the fear of the Lord. The way of the fool is defined by despising the wisdom and instruction or discipline that comes through a relationship with God. So a lot of people, watch this, 
A lot of people have a lot of head knowledge, but they have no wisdom. Because, come on, what was this? Because what did the scripture tell us? It comes from the fear in fearing the Lord. So it doesn't matter how much education we have. That's why my daddy used all, my daddy had a saying. Um, his saying was, you may go to college, you may go to school, but if you don't know Jesus, you're nothing but an educated fool. And that's all. <laughs> okay? Because that's the only way that we get to know wisdom. Wisdom is built upon the fear of the Lord. And, and so the best place to begin the search for true wisdom, if a person wants true wisdom, is in the fear of the Lord. That's what this scripture is saying. True fear of the Lord is born out of a knowledge of how infinitely powerful, majestic, and full of goodness God is. <laughs> Get to know God. Oh, bless your name. Some folks think they've already figured God out. Can I help you? You can't figure God out. Uh-uh. Don't try. Don't try. Don't try. Just when you think you got you have God figured out, you think God's gonna work one way. How many of y'all know God will turn around and work another way? All these years, God been using this particular person to bless you and to help you, and then all of a sudden, God will flip the script and God will call somebody that you least expect. All right, here's the reason why is because. True fear of the Lord is born out of the knowledge, knowledge, what I know. And, 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 and how many of y'all would agree? Experience is the best teacher. Oh, yeah, my mama told me about him. My daddy told me about him. But it ain't nothing like experiencing God for yourself. Oh, yeah, they tell, oh, hold on, he's a way maker. Hold on, the Lord is a is a way maker. All right, we believe that. We get we get happy over that. But how many of y'all know when the Lord has to open up a door and when the Lord has to make a way for you? Come on, it does something. It strengthens that relationship. How long have you heard that God is a healer? Huh? If you ain't never been sick, you you really haven't experienced God being a healer. That's the only reason why that's the only reason. That's the only way you can ever know that he's a healer. Guess what? You have to be sick at one time. The only way that you know that God is a great provider, you have to come on, somebody. <laughs> so it's nothing like real experience in knowing how powerful, how majestic, and how good God really is. And do I have a witness here tonight that the Lord is good? <laughs> oh, I'm not, it's just not a saying. It's just not something that's written on the on the on the wall at the church. But he's good all the time. He's been good during this pandemic. Come on, he's been good during this crisis. The Lord is just good all the time. Amen. He's still good no matter what situation you're facing. The Lord is still good. He's powerful. He's 
majestic. And when you have that knowledge of God, then that, 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 that helps you fear the Lord, reverence the Lord, be at all. Amen. Amen. Be at all. And so not only that, let's move on because I don't want to hold you too long tonight. But then I want to also deal with, and I want you to write these scriptures down once you can see them. It motivates people to holiness. It motivates people to holiness. Proverbs 3 and 7. Look what it says. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Proverbs 16 and 6. It says, by mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. And by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. Okay, these these verses uh, tell us that the fear of the Lord promotes holy living. It promotes holy living, the fear of the Lord. The person who truly reverences and respect the Lord as he should will not do anything to bring disgrace, dishonor, or pain to the heart of the Lord. You know, they used to tell us when we were growing up, they used to tell us that every time you sin, you crucify him afresh. And then they would really make it, they were really scared. They say, every time you sin, you, you're driving another nail in his hand. You're driving another nail in his feet. Oh, you just pierced him in his side. I'm trying to tell y'all, boy, they put it in us. <laughs> All right. And so when you fear the Lord, it promotes holy living. People who genuinely fear the Lord will flee from evil. All right. The prospect of causing the Lord pain will be too great to bear. Job is a great example. Job is a great example of what the fear of the Lord will produce in your life. Just write down Job 1 and 8. Job 1 and 8. <clears throat> it's a, he's a great example. Job is a great example. Job 1 and 8, it says, And the Lord said unto Satan, Has thou not considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man. That means he's a mature man. All right. One that feareth God and extueth evil, shuns evil, stay away from evil. Okay. Now, Job feared the Lord so much until God recommended him to Satan. Some of y'all looking like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't want to fear him that much. 
The devil's already busy. No. God knew what he had in Job. And that's the reason why God recommended Job to Satan because he knew what he had in Job. Now that poses a question. Does God knows what he have in you? Now, yeah, we know he knows everything, but would God recommend you to the devil? Would God have to say, no, I better not recommend her. The devil will drag her all throughout the street, whip her real good. I can't rec recommend him. His faith is going to falter. He's going to give up. He's going to turn around. Not so with Job. Job loved God and he respected God. And he did everything that he possibly could um, to shun evil. Well, what are some of the benefits? I'm glad that you asked. Thank y'all so much for the questions. What are some of the benefits that comes along with fearing God? Well, here they are. It, pro it prolongs life. It produces a sense of security. It produces life. It makes all of life better. It produces satisfaction and safety. It brings great blessings. Somebody get me Proverbs 10, 27 and unmute and read. Come on, we got to be quick now. We got to be quick. You know, don't raise your hand, just start. Pastor, Pastor Proverbs 10 and 27. Yes. The fear of the Lord prolongs its days, but the years of the wicked shall be shortened. Did y'all hear what he just said? That the fear of the Lord prolongeth days, but the years of the wicked shall be uh, short. Now, you have to understand that. I need you to understand that this is not a blanket promise. Okay, this is not a blanket. It's not a blanket promise. Because any number of things can happen along the road of life that can take us out of here in an instant. Okay. I don't want nobody to think that because maybe somebody passed away before they, their promised years of 70 that they must have been living a life of sin and shame. No, that ain't what that means. Let me just let me help you all tonight. Anything can happen. OK, but generally speaking, those who live in the fear of the Lord are more likely to live a good old age than those who live for the flesh and the world. All right. Scripture says he beautified the meek. Come on, y'all. He, 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 he. Uh, some of y'all done been to your, uh, I'm going to say 50th class reunion. That might be a little too much for some of y'all. Some of y'all been to your class reunions. I, I see some of y'all calculating now you, what, what, what number yours is. But some of y'all been there. And, and, and have you gone to one of your class reunions? And, 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 and besides hearing of all of your classmates that done already expired, you look at some of the other folk and they look Four times your age? Yeah. You'd be like, my goodness, you're my age. You almost look like my grandfather, but but you're my age. Why? Because he he beautifies. He is something about a child of God, okay? The way we because we trust him. We don't live a life of stress. We don't live a life of worry. Okay? But when you live in the flesh, how many of y'all know the world have a way of beating people up? 
The world have we're making people look bad, making people look old. Okay, but not so, not so with. Okay, one who fears the Lord. Somebody told me they're there like I was 30 and they were serious. I'd say, stop. Now nah, quit joking. You got a good sense of humor. All this gray, and you're talking about I'm 30? Did you all not know? Watch this. Did you all not know that approximately 60% of human illnesses can be traced directly or indirectly to fear, sorrow, envy, resentment, guilt, hatred, or any number of emotional stresses? 60%. Of human illnesses. Now, add to that, add to that everything else. Add to that immorality, add to that <laughs> living a wild lifestyle, add to that. So we can see that a life lived in the fear of the Lord with obedience to his word will result in much healthier existence. All right? when, we, when we are obedient to his word, really when we're obedient to his word, you know, the Bible talks about gluttony. Gluttony, gluttony, eating too much. Come on. How many of you know when you eat too much, it causes health issues? Yeah. The Bible even takes care of that. Huh? The Bible even talks about what we shouldn't let enter into our bodies. Okay, healthy living. And so people who fear the Lord, it prolongs life. All right, then what was the next one? It 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 produces a sense of security. <laughs> Come on, somebody, Proverbs 14, 26, unmute. Y'all slow tonight. In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence, and his children shall have a place of refuge. Did y'all hear that? In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence, and his children shall have a place of refuge. When we are walking in the fear of the Lord, we can have confidence that God is on our side. You almost stick your chest out and say, come on, come what may. Come on here. I have confidence that God is on my side. Write down Romans 8 and 31. You know it. Romans 8 and 31. What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? All right. So the person who is walking in the fear of the Lord and is living by the book, will have fewer feelings of insecurity. Oh, I said it. Fewer feelings of abandonment and fear. Huh? There, were, there will be far fewer times when salvation is doubted. The fear of the Lord produces a strong sense of security and close fellowship with the Father. This is a, I don't care what y'all say, it's a blessed benefit. Huh? It's a blessing to know that I'm his and he's mine. 
It's a blessing to know that you're saved and the world can't do you no harm. It's a blessing to know that if you close your eyes right now in death, absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. It's a blessing to know huh, that you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. And so the, 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 the wise man says, in the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. In other words, when a person fears God, there's a confidence. I'm going I'm to say there's a boldness. Oh my God, today I'm waking up now. There's a, there's a support system. I know I have a support system when I fear God. Uh, my my faith is built up. My trust is renewed because the wise man, he didn't just say confident. He said a strong confidence. I mean, I'm not intimidated. Okay, why? Because I fear the Lord. All right, the next one was that it does what? Produces life. Come on, Proverbs 14 and 27. Let's hear it. It says, the fear of the Lord is the foundation of life to depart from the snares of death. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. Can I tell y'all something? When we walk in the fear of the Lord, we are stronger spiritually than we could be otherwise. And I mean, y'all know when you are when 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 we are stronger spiritually, we can deal with things much better. Oh yeah. In other words, he says he says the fear of the Lord is like a fountain, a fountain. Get get this, a fountain that continually springs up. I, I, okay, let's see. Um, anybody got a water fountain in their house? You know that you know your sink is a is a fountain. All right, just in case you didn't know. All right, your sink has a fountain. You turn it on. What happens? Water flows, don't it? Now, now, watch this. Uh, your shower, your shower head, it, it flows. Now, if your water is just sprinkling out, maybe you need to clean the little griddle that's on there. You know, you got some dirt problem up in there. But normally, the waters flow. So when he speaks of fountain of life, he's saying that it's like a fountain that continually springs up with spiritual vitality and strength. <laughs> so when you fear the Lord, it's like turning on a fountain and and vitality and strength comes out of the fountain instead of water. Don't miss it. Ah, glory be to God. Man, I felt something. There wasn't no earthquake. Turn on the fountain. Come on. We keep singing there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's vein and sinners plunge beneath the flood and lose all that guilty stain. Well, if you're saved, guess what? That means you plunged into that fountain. My God, you you started a relationship with God. And if you're going to have a relationship with God, walk in the fear of the Lord 
so that you can experience spiritual vitality and strength. Get a relationship with God. It's, it's kind of sad that so many people, you know, I talk to a bunch of people all day long and to hear so many people talk about because they uh, haven't been having church and the people can't gather together for the fellowship and this, that, and the other, how, how so many saints, now y'all listen to what I'm saying, so many saints are falling by the wayside. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm gonna tell them so bad. Uh-uh, uh-uh. How many of y'all know that, that 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 yes, we enjoy the fellowship. Yes, it's it's upbuilding, yes, it strengthens, it it encourages us. But but what if you was put on a lonely island called Patmos like John was? John was out there all by himself. They said, I know what we're gonna do with John. We'll put you out here when ain't nobody but you. Uh, that's some of y'all problem. You don't even get along with your own self. You be riding in the car, fussing at your own self. Ain't nobody in the car but you. What you arguing for? All right? Put John out there on a lonely island called Patmos. But guess what? Because John feared the Lord, my God, because he feared the Lord. What do John say in the book of Revelation? He said, uh-huh, they thought they got me, but they didn't understand that all they did was got rid of all of the distractions in life that would cause me not to be able to get in the spirit on the Lord's day. So they fooled around and put me out here by myself and ain't nobody but me and God. And he said, I got in the spirit on the Lord's day. And he said, when I got in the spirit, the Lord began to show him some stuff. And he began to write, and we're able to read it today in the book of Revelation. Why? Because he feared the Lord. He didn't sit out there crying and mumbling and complaining and talking about, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Trying to find some tree limbs to cut his wrist. No, he had the fountain of vitality and strength. Why? Because he feared the Lord and he knew he wasn't by himself. Why? Because the Lord said, I come that you might have life. It, it produces life when we fear the Lord. Come on, let's hurry on here. Uh, uh, Proverbs 15 and 16, it says that it makes all of life better. Come on, somebody read that quick, quickly. Better is little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure in trouble therewith. Did y'all hear what Sister McKnight just says? Say, better is a little with the fear of the Lord than to have great treasure. Listen, it's better to have $2 in your wallet than $2 million in the bank and you don't know God. I'm going to say it. I'd rather have $5 and know God than to have $2 million and not know God. And I mean that. Because money don't buy happiness. Y'all hear me say all the time, money can buy a bed, but it can't buy sleep. All right, you can sleep on, you can have $100 bills for a pillow, but if you can't go to sleep, them $100 bills mean nothing. Money can buy medicine, but it can't buy healing. Huh? Have y'all taken some medicine and it didn't work? <laughs> Come on. And so this verse teaches us that it is better to have, watch this, 
limited resources and be in the will of God than it is to have plenty and the trouble that comes along with it. You know, trouble, a lot of trouble comes along with it. <laughs> All right. The bottom line here is this. When you are in the Lord's will and when you are walking in his fear, then your care is his responsibility. Somebody need to hear that. Your care is God's responsibility. You are his child. Huh? We're his little children. Um, little MJ, that boy don't have a worry in this world. He don't have a worry. He don't care who it is either. When he get hungry, I, 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 it don't matter who's holding him. He know he's hungry. <laughs> right now, he can't communicate it. So he just hollers. Not one time does he say, make me some milk. I ain't heard him say it. <clears throat> but guess what? When he started hollering, we know what to do. MJ is Michael's and Asia's care. Their responsibility. Well, we are God's children. Sometimes we got to holler. Y'all ain't going to help me. Oh, glory. Sometimes you might just have to holler. <laughs> Come on. God already knows. And that's what the Holy Ghost does. The Holy Ghost make intercession for us. With our moanings and with our groanings. Hey, glory. That's almost like our holler when we don't know what to pray. <laughs> when we don't know what to ask God for. The Holy Ghost make it intercession for us. We are God's responsibility. Stop stressing. You are his child. My God shall supply every one of my needs. We are his children. And so the life filled with things and Riches is a trouble-filled life because here's what I know. The more people get, the more they want. Some people ain't never satisfied. I just got to have these shoes. I just got to have these shoes. You get those shoes because you had to have them now. Then you see another pair. I just got to have these shoes. Then all of a sudden, you got to have the next pair. And then you look up in your closet and you got shoes that still got the tags on them. You ain't even worn them. But yet you just had to have those shoes. Come on, walk in the fear of the Lord. Hello, here's somebody. The life that's lived in faith and in the fear of God is literally carefree. Have you ever seen people that didn't have much? They don't really have much, but they seem to be so happy. <laughs> they don't they know the car barely run, but they're just so happy. They're just so satisfied. They're just contented with everything that they have. They just make it on meager fare, almost the bare minimum, but they're so happy. And then you see people who can go get whatever they want, whenever they want it, how many of them they want. Plus they can get some for you and the neighbor and everybody else. And they're the most miserable people on the face of this earth. <laughs> yeah. Somebody put in the chat, teach, pastor. I need encouragement. I'm almost due, but I need encouragement for these last five, 10 minutes. I really do. 
Come on, think about it because we come to the conclusion that that don't bring happiness. And so he says, the wise man says, it just, when we fear God, it just makes all of life better. Do it mean, wait, 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 watch this. Do it mean that it's going to get rid of my trials and my tribulations? No. Okay, I've been seeking God for healing. Do it mean that God is going to physically heal me? No. It don't mean that. I don't mean to be the bearer of bad news, but, 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 but watch this. Because God is in control. You understand he's in control. You understand he made you and he knows all about you. Wasn't it Paul that says three times I asked the Lord to remove this thorn in my flesh and what? Three times he told me what? My grace is sufficient. But now I, told, I think I told him this today while I was doing the eulogy that he may not have healed Paul physically, but he healed him emotionally and spiritually. Hey, how many of y'all know God can, in the midst of what you're feeling physically, or even what you're going through, God can heal you emotionally. Huh? Some of y'all are really growing in the fear of the Lord. Because there's something, I remember the, I'm the, some of y'all, there's some things you'd have flipped over way less than what you're going through now. You'd have burned up the house with everybody in it. Y'all ain't got to talk back here to me. Look where he brought me from. Oh, come on, let's sing then. Yeah. Yeah, but look at you now. Well, that, that's a result of when you could just say, God, I place it in your hands and you know all about it. And, and God, it, it, uh, he's yours. She's yours. They are yours. When you get to that point that you're maturing, perfect and upright. That's what he meant when he talked about Job. Perfect and upright. Why? Because the fear of the Lord, uh, it just makes all of life much better. Well, then there was another one. It produces satisfaction and safety. Come on, Proverbs 19.23. So you got the one making Bible study last longer because you won't read fast. Come on. That's a, uh, a man. Oh, go Come on, somebody read. Hurry up. A man has a joy by the answer of his mouth and a word spoken in due season. How good is it? Was that Proverbs 1923? Nin oh, I'm sorry. No, don't be sorry. Just read 1923. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> the Take fear the of the Lord tendeth to life, and he that hath it is shall abide satisfied. He shall not be visited with evil. Did you hear what? The, did you, once again, did you hear it? The fear of the Lord tended to life. Come on, somebody, you need to underline that. Tended to life. Huh? And he that hath it shall, shall abide satisfied. He shall not be visited with evil. So basically, all, all he's saying right there, all he is saying right there is the person who lives in the fear of the Lord will be a satisfied person. That's all he's saying. You're going to be a satisfied person. And how many of y'all know when God satisfies you, he can satisfy every area of your life? Every area of your life. He don't just satisfy one portion and leave the other portion out. Okay? In other words, he said, you're going to just be a satisfied person. Uh, they will have one goal in life, and that is pleasing the Lord. 
Okay, and it will have been met. Therefore, they will have all their needs met and they will be happy. Okay, when we must have other stuff to make us happy, we will never be happy. Now, I'm not saying anything wrong with having other stuff. Y'all don't get it back. Don't get it twisted. I think we all like nice things. Come on. But it ain't just that I have to have it. When we learn to be satisfied with the Lord and with the privilege of walking in his fear, we will be permanently satisfied. It won't just be based upon something that we get today and then don't want it tomorrow. We're going to be permanently satisfied. Nothing will matter but the smile of God <laughs> that's upon our lives. Notice, notice, notice real quick. This verse says that this kind of person will not be visited with evil. My God. What did he mean by that? He means that the person who walks in, in the genuine fear of the Lord need never fear going to hell. He need never fear many of the things that beset the world around him. God is going to take care and satisfy. Oh, if I could just, if they would just hurry up. And send my stimulus check. I can make it. You can make it without it. And if it comes, it's just a bonus. Y'all ain't gonna talk back here to me. Come on. You can depend on God when you walk in reverence. When you walk in the fear of the Lord, He brings a smile. The Lord will show up with a smile. He'll put a hedge all around you. Ask Brother Job. <laughs> He'll put a hedge around you. And watch this. When God put a hedge around you, even the devil can't even come through that hedge. It ain't like those uh, rioters that went through the barricade up there uh, at the White House. No, you ain't got to worry about that. Because you remember with Job, uh, uh, what the devil said to God in regards to Job? He said, you put a hedge around him. In other words, he was just acknowledging the fact that I can't do nothing unless you let me do something to him. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Did y'all not know the devil can't do nothing to you without first getting permission from God? Can't do nothing to you. Now, let's wrap this thing up. Proverbs 22 and 4. Somebody quickly. It talks about that it brings it brings great blessings. Proverbs 22 and 4, by humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. Did y'all hear that? By humility. Uh Uh-oh. By humility. Okay. In other words, by modesty, by humbleness, by meekness. It's all about how you come before. God, okay, by humility and the fear of the Lord, our riches, honor, and life. So the person who chooses to walk in the fear of the Lord can rest assured that this decision will bring great blessings into his or her life. Okay, There will be spiritual blessings beyond belief. Behind, beyond our comprehension. What kind of spiritual blessings? Oh, y'all thought you're going to get a new car, a new house. 
and a raise on your job. That just might happen, but that ain't what I'm teaching tonight. We're talking about spiritual riches beyond. I'm talking about peace. I'm talking about joy. I'm talking about hope. I'm talking about security. I'm talking about the promises of God. I'm talking about the presence of God beyond belief. Give you peace that surpasses all understanding. My God, give you joy. Even while you're crying, he'll give you joy. <laughs> he'll give you hope for your hopeless situations. Uh, there will be honor from the Lord and there will be abundant life. Listen to me, my brother and sister. He said, I come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. A pandemic cannot stop abundant living. Come on, somebody. The fear of the Lord produces the greatest possible life that any person can ever live. There is no better life upon this earth than a life lived in the will of God. And I mean, y'all know the safest place in the whole wide world is in the will of God. So I'm finished, but let me just touch on a decision related to the fear of the Lord. That was the last thing, the last point. So to be, to, to, to put it very simply, Walking in the fear of the Lord is going to have to be your individual decision. Nobody can make you. No one can make you do it. No one can do it for you. The decision to live a life that is ordered around a holy, respectful, awe-inspiring for God is a decision that must be made by you. All I can do is tell you that deciding to walk in the fear of the Lord will produce a better life down here and will result in a life greatly blessed by the Lord. A decision to live outside the fear of the Lord, that is, living as you please and for yourself. I've never seen the life of so many folk in 2021 talking about they're going to live for themselves. I've heard countless people say this year going to be all about me. Uh-uh, get rid of that attitude. I'm glad I ain't heard none of y'all say it, but if you mumbered it or told somebody else or posted it and I ain't read it yet, get rid of that attitude. The life ain't about you. All right? When you, when you do that, guess what? When you make a decision not to try to please yourself, but yet be a blessing to somebody else. Oh, my God. You're going to have some blessings that's going to overtake you. Mm -hmm. And if you are, if you save, guess what? You will never be able, watch this. We ain't gonna never be able to get away from sin. Watch it, we've been saved from sin, but sin is everywhere that we turn. Come on, if you live in this world, it's gonna be an opportunity to sin. Yeah. Okay, but the more we love God and the more we study his word, we're not sinless, we just sin less. <laughs> All right, and so a life lived in the fear of the Lord. I'm closing up now. It'll tell on you. It'll tell on you. Because <laughs> if you fear him, then you will want to honor him in everything. He will confirm and his will will be paramount in your life. And it is easy, it's easy to see those who walk in the fear of the Lord. 
It's easy to know those who walk in the fear of the Lord. You know why? Because his house is a priority. Church is a priority to those that fear the Lord. Prayer and, and scripture reading is a priority. Everything that God says in his word takes priority and precedent over one's personal will and desire. The Lord's way becomes the only way when we really fear the Lord. And so I'm done. I'm finished. Can I encourage you? Make it your aim to fear God. Make it your aim to fear God. Shoot for the target. <laughs> Can pastor encourage you at least head that direction? <laughs> head that direction. Make it your aim to fear the Lord. All right. God bless y'all. May heaven shine on you. May God give you peace. And let's never forget, let's never forget that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I, I don't want just a lot of head knowledge. I want wisdom. You can make a lot of money, but if you don't have wisdom to spend it, <laughs> making a lot of money means absolutely nothing. Now, God, I thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your word here tonight. You have declared that your word would not go forth void, but it would accomplish what you set out for it to accomplish. Thank you, God, for the inspiration and the participation tonight. My God, I pray a special blessing upon these, your people. Meet every need in the name of Jesus. God, help us, help us, help us. Help us, God, to prioritize and to put you first and utmost in our lives. Help us to just want Jesus. Help us to declare that you can have the whole world, but just give me Jesus because we know that because we have Jesus, we have everything that we need. Take us to high heights and deeper depths in you, God. There was more of a hunger and a thirst for your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you guys.